you dead in because you're putting on notice. No solicitation. I don't know if you ever thought about this, but your prayers are a form of solicitation. Imagine where we'd be if God hung out a sign that said no solicitation. And when trouble pulls the trigger on your life, you need a wireless, foolproof connection direct to the Lord. You need to know that God hears and answers prayer. Thank God that God does not hang a no solicitation sign. Frequent travelers to the Middle East tell us that one of the saddest, heartbreaking things to be seen is the crowd of beggars as at the approaches to the mosque and the churches and the uh, synagogue. Many of them are examples of the most painful and the most revolting examples of suffering. Years, several, several years ago, I had the opportunity to travel to the Holy Land, and what I noticed is people positioned themselves at the gates to the temple, hoping and praying to to catch some worshiper in a generous frame of mind. The crippled beggar in our text was one such beggar. Ebenezer, he was soliciting. He was hoping against hope to receive some charity to sustain himself for just one more day. He was expecting the ordinary from Peter, just a few shekels, just a few coins, but but something happened. God showed up and exceeded his expectations. The beggar didn't see it coming, but, but that one moment of favor, that one exceeded expectation changed his whole world. And I can hear him saying, I never dreamed I'd be able to walk or work to be this fulfilled. I think oftentimes we forget as a church that we only sometimes harbor ordinary expectations. Forgetting sometimes that we serve an extraordinary God. Like the beggar, we often ask God for the crumbs when God has so much more in store for us. Did you hear what I said this morning? We only ask God for crumbs. When God has the whole world in his hands, we only seek and look to God for the little. When God has so much more. But to receive his abundant blessings, we need a more expectant spirit. 
I said we need an expectant spirit. Ebenezer, as I think about what we're trying to do to restore the temple, we need an expectant spirit. We need to believe, despite what it may see or look like on paper, that God can do more than we can ask or think. We need to understand God's great capacity for exceeding our expectations. We need to understand that nothing, nothing is impossible for God. For nothing will be impossible with God. Look at the difference between the beggar and Peter. The beggar wanted a payment. But Peter offered him power. The beggar was poorer than he knew. He'd been sitting at the gate probably for many days or even years. The sum of his hopes were the few coins dropped into his wooden bowl or tin cup. But his worst enemy was not the illness or the misfortune that turned him into a beggar. His worst enemy was his lack of a relationship with Jesus Christ. Y'all don't hear me today. He had yet to realize that apart from Christ, life has no purpose. Apart from Christ, problems have no solution. Apart from Christ, labor has no reward. Love has no meaning. Apart from Christ, possessions have no worth, and the soul has no assurance. Peter understood, beloved, the power he had in his purse, his spiritual purse, his sole purpose was to awaken the beggar's consciousness to the power of Christ. And that's what I'm standing up here trying to do today, to remind you to awaken your consciousness to awaken your consciousness to the power of Christ. I know as we look around, we may say, you know, it, 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 it's insurmountable, it's too much, it's hard, it's difficult, but do you understand that God has all power in his hands? I believe that is what one of the purposes of anyone who preaches the word of God, to awaken in our minds how powerful, how amazing, how awesome God really is. He knew that Christ's abundant gifts would exceed all of this beggar's expectations. Peter also knew something else. He knew that God could use him to deliver the blessing. And I declare to you, Ebenezer, that God wants to use you. He wants to use even you and you and you for his glory. Not so that the pastor will call your name. Not so you can have an annual day, but for the furtherance of his kingdom. And so I declare I don't care how old you are how young you are, 
how new you are, how many years you put in, God can use you. Peter knew that this beggar had a life to live, a a storm to conquer, a thirst to quench, a fight to win, and he would soon have a testimony to share. And I believe that everybody in this room got a testimony. You should have a testimony of how good God has been in your life, how God opened up some doors that you knew you couldn't open for yourself, how God healed your body, how God made a way out of no way when you threw in the towels. Everybody in here ought to have a testimony. A testimony not to keep. A testimony to share, not one to hold to yourself. The beggar also wanted to receive, but Peter wanted to give. The beggar may not have expected much, but that was because his spiritual purse was empty. But Peter's purse was full to overflowing. He couldn't help but say, such as I have, give I thee. For far too many Christians, Christ's spiritual power lies dormant. I said, for far too many Christians, Christ's spiritual power lies dormant. We need something to awaken the spiritual power in us so that we can use it to bless others. We need something to awaken the spiritual power that resides in us, something to awaken perhaps the violence in our streets will awaken us to understand the spiritual power that we have. Perhaps young people who are wandering aimlessly with no sense of direction because of no fault of their own but a fault of a previous generation. Ebenezer, we have spiritual power. Y'all looking at me and I'm looking at you, but you don't look like you got power. I said we got spiritual power. We have spiritual power because God reminds us that we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. We need Christ's power to work through us the way it did with Peter. We need to be shaken out of our apathy and selfishness. We need to raise our expectations of how God intends to use us. God's gifts are not for hoarding. They are for sharing. James 1 and 22 says, Be ye doers of the word and not uh, hearers only. It's easy to just be a hearer. 
What does being a hero look like? It, being a hero looks like just coming to Sunday to church, Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. Coming to church Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, being a hero, and then do nothing when you leave. Don't share testimony. Don't give. Don't show love. But be back here at 11 o'clock just to hear. How, how does God demonstrate his power through you? I'm talking to you. How? Ask yourself, how does God demonstrate his power through me? God's power is in every believer. It may take on different forms to meet the varied needs of a community, but each of us has the power of Christ within us. Our wealth is our power when we use it to spread the gospel. Our intellect is our power when we use it to grow the kingdom of God. Our prayers are power when we use them to connect others to Christ. I know I have some Peters in this house. You may not think you have much, but you have more than you know. You have the power of Christ within you, and you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You have the power, Ebenezer, to change this little piece of the world God has given you as your battlefield. You have the power to change this community. You have the power to completely restore this temple. You have the power to impact and change lives. You have the power. The beggar, like so many of us, was stuck. But thanks be unto God, Peter was free. The beggar was convinced he could never dare to think beyond today. But Peter thought not of today or tomorrow, but Peter thought of eternity and eternity with Christ. Maybe just maybe, you feel more like the beggar than like Peter. Don't be discouraged. God has some of these I never dreamed blessings waiting for you. Like the beggar, sometimes we can struggle so long that we get comfortable in our struggle when we pray it's more like begging. We expect a few coins, something just to sustain us. But I'm here to tell you this morning that God is about to do a new thing. You see, you expecting the ordinary, but God is going to do the extraordinary. You are expecting just enough to get back. 
but God is going to give you the overflow. Do I have a witness this morning? He's going to take you where you've never been before. He's going to open doors you never expected. He's going to grant favor above your status. No more coins. No more dysfunction. No more being stuck in your career. You're about to come into exceedingly expectations. All you have to do is trust the power of Christ. It was Christ who unveiled the power of God's goodness. It was Christ who unveiled the power of God's grace. It was Christ who unveiled the power of God's love. It was Christ who unveiled the power of God's forgiveness, the power of God's salvation, and the power of God's promises. And Christ, uh, I said Christ, uh, is able, he's able uh, to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all, uh, above all that we ask or think of. According uh, to the power that worketh in us. Christ is omnipotent. There is no circumstance that can restrict him. There is no adversity that can hinder him. There's no situation that can constrain him. No enemy can defeat him. There is no power that can control him. And there is no force that can limit him. If you need Ebenezer, an abundant blessing, let me tell you something. Stop asking for mere coins. You're praying to the one whose power is unassailable, unchangeable, and unconquerable. You're praying to the one whose power is unmeasurable, immortal, and immutable. You're praying to the one whose power is incomprehensible, invincible, and inexhaustible. There is no beggar too poor for Christ to enrich with abundant blessings. I don't know about you, but the best blessing testimony I've ever found is found in the Psalm of David. In that Psalm 23, I know we read it at funerals, but it's a blessing testimony. What do you mean, preacher? The Lord is my shepherd. I don't know about you, but that's a blessing. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. That's a blessing to me. <laughs> he leadeth me beside the still waters. And thanks be unto God, he restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness 
for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. That's a blessing testimony. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table. I don't know about you, but I like to eat. Uh, thou preparest a table uh, before me uh, in the presence of my enemies. Uh, thou anointest my head with oil, uh, and my cup runneth over. Not just a little bit in the cup, uh, but my cup runneth over. That's a blessing testimony. Surely, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I don't know about you, but that's a blessing testimony. And I thank God today for his abundant blessings. Ebenezer, let's get ready. Let's get ready for the overflow, the word of God, for the people of God, and all of God's people said, amen. We're going to open the doors of the church. Perhaps there's someone here that wants to walk in the abundance of Christ. We're extending an invitation to you to join with us here at Ebenezer. As the musicians play, we are extending an invitation to you right now. If you are in person, if you're online, you can let us know. You can let us know or in the chat that you would like to be a part of this fellowship. The doors of the church are open. Let us pray as our musicians lead us in the invitation. Somehow I made it. Somehow I made it through it all. God's brought me through. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. If you do not have a church home, you're watching us in the virtual space. I made it. Just indicate to us that this is the place, this is the sacred space where you want to work out your soul salvation. We're extending an invitation to you at this time. God's brought me Come on, come on. All right. Yeah, somehow. Yeah, somehow. Through it all, God's brought me through. Somehow, yes, somehow, through it all, God's brought 
me through. I used to stop sometime and ask God for directions. And ask for his protection. Through the storm and rain, heart aches and pain. Through the storm and rain, heart aches and pain. My friends talked about me. They scandalized my name. So I asked God about it. I asked God about it. I got down on my knee. I got down on my knee. Now I asked God about it. I asked God about it. Made it on my knee. I made it on my knee. And I asked God about it. I asked God about it. Through it all, God's brought me through. Somehow, yeah, somehow, through it all, God's brought me through. Amen. Amen. Let's prepare now our hearts and minds for communion. If you have not received the elements, please raise your hand. Deacon Mayberry is coming around. Amen. Has everyone been served? Amen. There's one in the back. Somehow I made it. That's got to be somebody's testimony. Through it all. All right. Christ our Lord invites us to this, his table. All who love him and seek to grow in his likeness. Let us draw near in faith as we make our humble confession unto God. Amen. Let us pray over these elements. Eternal God, our Father, we are grateful, so grateful for your sacrifice. We're grateful, God, that you loved us so much that you decided to die so that we could live. No greater love, no greater love than this, that one should lay down his life 
for another. Lord, we thank you for these elements. Mm. We thank you. We thank you for these, this bread, this wine that represents your body that was broken, your blood that was shed for us. God, we pray right now in the name of Jesus that these elements will become your body and your blood. God, we ask right now if there's anything in us right now that would not allow us to be worthy to receive this, your sacrifice. Remove it. Remove it, Lord, so that we not eat and drink damnation to our souls. God, thank you. The weight of the sacrifices ever before us. We say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. In the name of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Worthy is the Lamb. On the night in which he was betrayed, he took the bread, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples. And he said, take, eat all of it. This represents my body. With it, which was broken for you. Eat all of it to your comfort. And in like manner, he took the cup, the cup of blessings, which represent his blood that was shed for us. As often as you drink this, you do so in remembrance of me. Drink ye all of it to your comfort.
Amen. Amen. Let us remember the announcements, particularly related to next week, our 120th church anniversary with our morning service, Reverend Dr. Frank Anthony Thomas as our guest speaker, followed by a celebration luncheon in our dining room. Y'all keep praying, though. They got, still got some work to do. And then followed our luncheon, we will have our celebration choir to honor this space and place with a wonderful, wonderful music. I'm asking you to invite at least 10 people. If you know 100 that need to be here, invite them too. But we need to do this together. Amen. Amen. Let us stand to our feet for our benediction. We can sing that together. Come on. I know it was the blood. Mm, I know. I know. I know. I know it was the blood. Come on. Y'all know that. One day when I was lost, he died upon the cross. And I know it was the blood for me. They nailed him to a tree. They nailed him to the tree. They nailed him to the tree for me. One day when I was lost, he died upon the cross. They nailed him to the tree for me. He hung his head and died. He hung his head and died. He hung his head and died for me. One day he died upon the cross. He hung his head and died for me. Let's skip to the good part. He's coming back again. He's coming back again. He's coming back again for me. Oh, one day he died from the cross. One more time. Oh, I know it was the blood. I know it was. Do you blood. know it this morning? I know it was the blood. I know, I know it was the blood for me. One day he died on the cross. I know it was the blood. For me. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the throne with exceeding joy. To the only wise God be joy, majesty, power, and forever. Now let the church say amen, amen, amen and amen. amen.
Thank you.